Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the big game, pregame, Penn State. So before we get into that, let's do the obvious housekeeping. As you can tell, I'm on all social media. Check me out on Twitter, uh, Facebook, fan page, YouTube, and Instagram. All under the Michigan Maniac Podcast name. If you go to Apple Podcasts or the Michigan Maniac fan page and leave a review. Um, and then on Apple on Apple Podcasts, rate. It, you can rate or review or just rate and no review. I don't care what it is. You guys do that. Hit me up on the DM and let me know your, even if you it's a fake name and a P.O. box. I don't care what it is. I will send you a new sticker. And these stickers look like uh, that. Pretty cool. I think so anyways. They're pretty awesome. I'll send you one or two of them. You guys just let me know what's up. Uh, I don't even care if it's a one star. It makes zero difference to me. It just helps with the algorithm so people get to see this fantastic show. Um, so, let's get into everything, right? Um, so... I have been thinking, so last week we saw, like I called it on Twitter, the clash of the one and three Titans, and it absolutely was a clash. It, If you didn't realize that Michigan has always been and hopefully always will be a much, much better college football team than Rutgers, this was one hell of a game. I mean, it was exciting, it was everything you can think of, great comeback, all of it. Uh... I mean, for us, who are hardcore Michigan fans, it was kind of depressing to see us go to triple overtime with Rutgers, obvious. But it was like a mixed bag of stuff, right? Like, so, we hopefully we found our quarterback. I hope to God. Like, no offense to Joe Milton, because if you watch the show, I was a huge, huge Milton fan. I bought in... Way early, way early, like when it was still a competition between him and McCaffrey. It was all me. I was, not all me, but I mean, I was bought in Milton. I love all his stuff. I, his, all his stats, his height, his weight, his arm strength, everything about him, his athleticism. I love it. 100% love it, bought into it, thought it was going to be everything that we need because he kind of looks like, if you were going to cast a role in for like a movie for a quarterback in a in a movie, he's the guy you get, right? So I was like, hell yeah, this is the guy. So I totally bought in, and I feel bad for, for buying in and you know like telling you all that I think he is going to be the future, and he has not. If he is the future, he's not the future yet, right? He has a lot to do to get better. Confidence needs to grow. Everything he needs to read that offense faster than what he's doing. <sighs> but what worries me is that Harbaugh still hasn't named a starter yet. Like you would think, you would absolutely think that Cade McNamara has done everything possible to have guaranteed him the starting spot for the rest of the season. Now, I know a lot of people say, it's, this seems, this reeks of John O'Corn Purdue. I get it. 
A lot of people will think that, right? A lot. But what I kind of think is, I don't think he's John O'Corn. I think, because let's face it, nobody can be that bad. No one, because here's the thing. So far, what I can tell is that Cade McNamara might not be the greatest practice player in the world, but when he shows up to the game, he shows up to the game. Like, John O'Corn never did that. John O'Corn was a strict pla uh, practice player who looked fantastic and then shit the bed in the game, right? I mean, let's face it, we saw it all. Like, that's just the way that shit goes. Um, I would compare him to Brandon Peters. Now, I know Brandon Peters gets a lot of... It's a mixed bag of hate with this guy, and I don't know why. Because he took over, a lot of similarities. He took over for John O'Corn in the Rutgers game. Same with McNamara. He looked calm, cool, and collective, ran the, the the offense pretty well. And actually, if you look at it, until Brandon Peters got hurt in Wisconsin, we were up uh, double digits on Wisconsin until Brandon Peters got hurt. And I can guarantee you, if Brandon Peters was starting in that Ohio State game in 2017, we probably would have won. Because he would have made the throws that John O'Corn couldn't have and overshot. John O'Corn is Milton. John O'Corn in, in the biggest moments of our of our games overthrew players, couldn't read the defense, uh, couldn't figure out short circuited in the biggest moments of our season. So the John O'Corn Purdue game is more like the Joe Milton Minnesota game. And I really do believe Cade McNamara is our guy. I'm, I, I know I know I was a big Milton guy, but I'm starting to look at it, and I really do believe McNamara is the dude. Now, we have a whole bunch of things we can get through, but I want to go over the reason why I think that. Now, overall, I do... I'm a big believer when you go from high school to college, the college coaches have a big, uh, the chore, one of the big chores of a high school, of a college coach is to like mature the player, grow the player, you know, really just cultivate this player into what he needs to be, right? But if you're looking at just raw materials, what you're dealing with, I don't know why we have overlooked McNamara. And then we've got J.J. McCarthy coming in. So any Mick we got coming in, McCarthy, McNamara, any of those, I think we're solid with. Because let's look at this. Joe Milton, um, in his, how, his high school career, he threw for 3,975 yards, uh, 35 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Not bad. For 47%, right? So you hope that when he gets to college, with all these raw materials he has, the his athleticism, his arm strength, you know, his size, all of it, that the college, especially Michigan with Harbaugh, could cultivate him into an Andrew Luck, which I know Harbaugh looked at Milton and was like, this is my Andrew Luck. Look at him. He fits the bill. Like, he is, all he is is he's just black. That's it. That's the only difference between him and Andrew Luck when you look at him as a player. That's it. That's all. Um, so, 3,975 yards passing, 35 touchdowns, 19 interceptions, 47 47% completion percentage. 
Then we go to Cade McNamara. <laughs> Wait to hear these numbers. I'm, I know there's everybody's probably heard it by now, but 12,000, eight, 12,084 yards passing for 146 touchdowns, 146 touchdowns to 35 interceptions. Let that, let that sink in. 146 touchdowns. He had what? 111 more touchdowns than interceptions? (laughs) 58% completion percentage. Over 11% more in completion percentage. Then our our new our new great white hope, our new Drew Henson, our new Tom Brady, everything our new savior of Michigan football, JJ McCarthy. And I I mean, I'm right on the list. I think this kid is going to be phenomenal from the from the leadership he shows from the time he's just in high school to to his recruiting ability to talking to other players, all of it. I I'm just a huge McCarthy fan. But Still, 79, he had 7,905 yards passing, 94 touchdowns to 13 interceptions, and the key part of this is zero interceptions his senior year in high school. Zero interceptions for a grand total of 69% passing. So he is the future, right? But why are we sleeping on Cade McNamara? Why is Harbaugh has not taken, now maybe it's gamesmanship, Maybe he's just trying to uh, make the cheerleader uh, Franklin worry about what who we're going to start. I mean, do, do they have to worry? I mean, if they see Joe Milton go out there, they've got to be excited to know that, oh, well, we've got him. I mean, if Rutgers can score 17 points on us when Joe Milton was our leader, then, hey, Penn State can do way worse. Because I, I, I already know, Penn State can put more points on the board in that short a period of time than Rutgers can because they, even though they have been hit, decimated, you could say, by opting out uh, injuries, and we'll go over that in a second, but they recruit at a higher level. They can totally still put up more points, more numbers than Rutgers can. I'm just saying, what? why hasn't Harbaugh named Cade the, the starter yet? He's proven, I mean, look at, so everybody's like, well, it's about time we got our running game going. It's about blah, blah, blah. Everything just about time. Yeah, you know how we got the running game going? is because our quarterback can actually pass the ball. So now defensive and de- defenses and defensive coordinators have to be like, oh, I guess we can't just load the box and make Joe Milton beat us. We actually have to cover. We actually have to worry about play-action pass. We actually have to worry about if he takes the ball and runs or if he fakes the ball, pulls back, and throws the throws it. I mean, with Cade McNamara, you make opposing defensive coordinators actually have to coach. With Joe Milton, all you're doing is, okay, fine. We don't worry about the deep ball because he can't make a good deep ball pass. Maybe one out of ten. Okay, I'll I'll live and die with that with that ratio. Absolutely. If I was a if I was an opposing defensive coordinator, I would absolutely load the box, blitz the hell out of Joe Milton, and force him force him to make a second read because he can't do it. So guess what? 
when you don't go three and out all the time and you actually get more plays per game, yeah, your running game can get better. Absolutely. And it's kind of impressive that our running game produced a 25-carry, 100-yard rusher in Haskins when they were all, none of them started last season. Not one player started last season on that offensive line, and we were able to do that. You want? I know it's Rutgers. I understand it's a crap opponent. I get it. But our quarterback puts us in a much better position because he understands the offense. He can make good throws. He knows he knows how to put speed on it. He knows how to how to put arc on it. He knows how to put touch on it. And his mental acuity of the offense is much greater. Now, I'm sure Milton understands the offense to a certain extent, but maybe he maybe he just isn't ready yet. Maybe next season. Maybe next season Joe Milton is a Heisman candidate. And I mean, I will fully jump right on board because I like Joe Milton. I really do. I I love how hard he worked in the offseason. I really did. Going to Don Brown, granted it's Don Brown and he's ancient, so now his understanding of what coverages is are in question. So maybe if Joe Milton had a better defensive coordinator and he could go to him and say, hey, tell me about coverages, he probably would have got a better lesson. Um, but he, he practiced his butt off. He lived and breathed, took leadership classes. Everything about Joe Milton I love. I I really do and I I want the best for this kid. I really really do. I think we can find packages for him. I think we can create plays for him. Uh but for the most part, Cade McNamara needs to be our quarterback. He gets the overall scope of this team and also to be quite honest with you, look how the team performs when they have a quarterback they actually believe in. Uh, Eric All or AK a fucking Eric 40 hands actually catches balls when Cade McNamara's in the game. When Joe Milton's in the game, it's one out of every five that that Eric all sees that he'll catch. Uh, same with Nick Eubanks. Now, granted, Nick Eubanks can't block to save his life, couldn't block his grandmother, to, couldn't block her, couldn't do it. I've, we've all seen it. Nick Eubanks is Awful when it comes to blocking. Awful, stinky garbage is what Nick Eubanks is when it comes to blocking. He has no no heart, no soul when it comes to blocking. So, in my opinion, you can sit Nick for the rest of the season and let Eric Forty hands get in there because with McNamara, Eric All seems to be everything that the coaches says he the so ah, the coaches say he could be. Right, they they said, oh, he could be the greatest tight end that's ever come to Michigan. Well, you know, when you see McNamara in there, <laughs> he kind of looks like it. He caught every pass outside of a vicious hit he took. He he caught everything. So, mm, what are we doing here, right? Harbaugh, just name him, man. Name him the official starter for the rest of the season. And if Harbaugh doesn't, let's just say we go into this Penn State game and we see poor Joe Milton run hit. Run his wonderful, wonderful ass out onto the... That sounds awful. But just runs his wonderful self out onto that field. Harbaugh should just be fired. 100% just should just be fired. There is no reason Joe Milton has done anything to, to have kept the 
the starting role. That would be like if Belichick continued to start Drew Bledsoe. And I guarantee you Drew Bledsoe did more in his career to warrant coming to uh, keeping his starting position from injury than what Joe Milton has done because of anything else. So if Belichick would have just been like, yeah, Drew Bledsoe's our guy. I don't care. Yeah, I know Tom Brady's come in and he's done some good things, but hey, Bledsoe's our guy. We're going to stick with him. They would not be where they're at right now. Brady would not have won six Super Bowls. And who knows if Belichick would still be the coach of the Patriots if he made dumb, asinine thoughts and decisions like that. It just wouldn't happen. It's dumb. It's stupid. And hopefully Joe Milton figures it all out next season. But not now. We need to actually win some kind of games. And Harbaugh definitely needs to win some fucking games. He absolutely needs to win these games. So if he... If he, oh my God, if he starts Joe Milton, has he given up? Has he just saying, listen, I don't know football anymore, I, or I give up, I don't care, I want to get fired? With such a, just such evidence showing that Joe Milton can do it and Cade McNamara can, I, I don't, I, maybe, I'm just hoping that it's all chess and that he's just trying to mess up uh, the cheerleader Franklin. I mean, Franklin has got so many holes in that boat. He needs to figure out what's going on there before he can even worry about Milton or McNamara. But, I mean, now I'm a huge, let's get into this for a second. I'm a huge fan of Don Brown getting fired. That's right. I want him gone. Uh, I just, everything he does is antiquated and old. Uh, I love how fiery he is, though, but he doesn't come with any type of other knowledge. And as you can tell, our players uh, can't figure it out. And then also, they don't... This is another thing. I'll get into this in a second, but his his defensive game plans suck. Absolutely suck. I mean, we run back a 95-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, and... Devin, uh, not Devin, uh, Dax Hill screws up on the coverage. And it's just negated because it's a big play for them touchdown. I, that's coaching. It's Your players aren't focused. You're, just as much as the offense flipped as soon as McNamara came in and actually saved, in my opinion, saved Gaddis's job because you can now see why the offense is dynamic. When you have a quarterback who can do all those things, you see how this offense is something else. But the defense sucks eggs. It is it is so bad. And I know we've been decimated by injury. McGrone out. Hawkins out. Uh, both of our defensive ends out. I get it. That is true. I 100% understand that. But when you look at the effort and that one play I just told you where Daxon Hill got sucked in actually didn't went flat on his coverage didn't even go out like that's not talent that's coaching that's keeping your players focused and Don Brown isn't doing it that play Daxon Hill allowing that long touchdown pass to happen is the exact reason why Don Brown needs to be fired. Also, when you're going for a two-point conversion and 
no one stops a, a quarterback, a quarterback, not a fantastic running back, not even a big fullback, not even a dynamic wide receiver, a quarterback who is garbage, 100% garbage. We made him look like a, a fucking Big Ten all-star um, when he can run for the tying two-point conversion. That also proves Don Brown is done. Awful, done, over with. Then the first play on Rutgers' uh, overtime. That, I mean, another glaring reason why the coaching sucks on defense. When Michael Barrett is so far away from where the quarterback is running from, the quarterback is on the other side of the field, and Michael Barrett still is chasing him. They, uh, he's on the opposite side of the field, and it doesn't occur to Michael Michael Barrett to be like, hold on a second. I can't get to him. What can I do in this area? Who do I need to be on? And the one guy that he's supposed to cover, he completely forgot about. Completely forgot about. And then that was the guy who got caught the ball and scored the touchdown. That's coaching. That's 100% coaching. Just like to the opposite when Cade McNamara came in, Every play we ran looked good. Every play we did looked like it was well-blocked, created some type of confidence, and was run very efficiently. So therefore, I know that's not coaching. So therefore, I knew, or you can tell, that it was more of the player, so the quarterback not knowing the plays or not seeing the right player to throw the ball was what was really junking up the offense. But then you look at the defense, and all these players are making dumb, dumb mistakes. That's coaching. It's very, they're very opposite, but you see it. Like, if you if you don't know that, and somehow you still think Don Brown deserves a chance at this, uh, please hand in all your Michigan gear and go find another team, because you are clueless to what is going on with Michigan football. 100% you're clueless to what's going on in Michigan football. Um, Harbaugh is coaching for his life. 2021 is going to be Harbaugh's last season if he doesn't do something. And I will tell you, it will be his last season if Don Brown makes it past this season. Because I know we had a great game against uh, not Wisconsin, obviously. <laughs> obviously not Wisconsin. But against Rutgers. I mean, our offense finally looked real. It finally looked legit. And we pulled out a, a, a third, oh wait, three overtime win. And I know Indiana looked really good against Ohio State. And Ohio State kind of slept walk in the middle of that game, which allowed Indiana to get back into it. But if you think Ohio State's going to sleepwalk when they play us, you are mistaken. Ohio State has a chance to score 80 points on us with this defense. 80 points. Because we're not disciplined. We don't play our positions. We don't understand what contain is. We don't understand just basic stuff that high school... What I don't get is they played high school football. They have played defense for numerous amounts of years. Now, maybe I can give a pass to Michael Barrett because he's been every every position you can think of. Running back, quarterback, middle linebacker, whatever. He's been all sorts of stuff. So maybe he's still trying to get his head focused. But... 
The rest of them, what's their excuse? If you've been a, a defensive end your whole career, you understand from, like, Little League that defensive ends have contain. They have contain, and then their second, their second responsibility is quarterback pressure. If you don't have contain, you don't have pressure. And then the defensive tackles, you stop the run, you blow up everything that the offensive guards can do, and then you get pressure on the quarterback or you stop the run. It's, this isn't, this is not rocket science. And these guys don't understand basic, just like basic responsibilities. And that's all coaching. That's all coaching. These guys, if you make your defense so so it's like so intricate and so complicated that your own team doesn't understand it, but other offensive coordinators see the glaring holes in it. You might be the dumbest person on earth, or you're just old. And that's both Don Brown. He needs to be fired. He needs to be gone. I appreciate what he did in 2016, 2017, even in 2018. I appreciate all that. And we were pretty decent in 2019. I appreciate all that stuff. But it's over for him. It's done. See you later. Go home. Stay at Cape Cod. Give it up. Retire. Collect cans. Start water painting. I don't care. Do bocce ball. That's what every old Italian I've ever known does. Do bocce ball, you, you oh my God, you mustachio douche. Whatever it is, but you should not be coaching major college football defensively. You just shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it because it is obvious. Our defense has a shit ton of talent. And we have been decimated by injuries and opt-outs. I get it. We would have won. Let's put it this way. I mean, Michigan fans, how upset are you to think that if we had Ambry Thomas and we had Cade McNamara, we would have beat, well, even strike out Ambry Thomas. If we just had Cade McNamara, we would have beat Michigan State. We would have had a greater chance to beat Indiana if we had Amory Thomas and Cade McNamara. So we go into that Wisconsin game with one loss, and they just completely quit. I don't see Cade McNamara throwing two of the ugliest interceptions in the history of Michigan football. Because one, Nick Eubanks would have caught that ball, and he wouldn't have thrown such an ugly pass. What does this season look like if we have Cade McNamara starting in those three games? I guarantee you we win at least one of the three, if not two out of the three. Because obviously, as you can see, Northwestern shut down Wisconsin. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that our offense that looked like it can when somebody properly runs it, we can actually put up points. So we could have beaten Indiana. We could have at least lasted with Wisconsin. We probably could have beat Wisconsin. I don't know. None of us know. Because, I mean, as soon as Cade McNamara came in against Wisconsin, four plays, boom, touchdown, two-point uh, two, uh, two conversion. I, and I don't coach football. I played it. And I played a lot of these defensive positions. I started off as safety. Then I played defensive end. I've even played defensive tackle. I've been linebacker. I've been a lot of different things in my career, my very short, short career in football. But I know the basics. So when I don't see them doing just basic shit, it's coaching. 
But yet, here we sit. So let's get into some of these numbers, and then we'll get out of here, right? So basically, we're playing another team that is identical to what we do, right? I mean, Penn State is more like us than any other team we've probably played outside of Rutgers because we've been decimated by opt-outs and injuries. Same with Penn State. Pat Fryermuth, Journey Brown, two of their best players they have out to injury for, well, Journey Brown retired uh, due to health reasons, and I really hope he has a great life. Because that is sad. Somebody who's dedicated their life to football and have something out of their control uh, ruin it for them or even sideline them, it, it's really sad. Pat uh, Papelmoof, whatever his name is, I don't really care about that kid because he pushed off against uh, Khalid Hudson for that touchdown in that last year's game, and that was horseshit. So, not that I wanted to ruin his career by any, by any means. I hope that he does come back and he can go in the NFL because, I mean, he'll make an average, he'll make an average tight end. I'm never going to give him credit. Never. I don't care. He's probably going to make a great tight end, but I'm not going to give him credit for it. So, <laughs> fuck him. Sorry, everybody. I keep saying the F word, but that's how I feel about Papple Moose. Um, you know, opt-outs. Um, Parsons, a, listen, one of the best players in, in college football at his position opts out. You're going to be hurt. I mean, you know, they still, they still have 12 sacks. 12 sacks. We only have defense. I wrote this down. Defense. We only have eight sacks to their twelve. They have two interceptions. We have two interceptions. They have two force. Sorry. They have two force fumbles. We have one. So very comparable, right? Uh, Opt outs for us. Ambry Thomas, right? Uh, Nico Collins. Injuries. I mean, it's glaring. Hutchinson, Pay, um, McGrone, Hawkins. But you can make the argument that. Uh, Hunter Reynolds is probably a better prospect, a better player at this point than Hawkins is. And uh, also, Shipley is actually doing pretty good in, in re like replacing McGrone, even though I'd rather have McGrone because I think his upside is tremendous. Um, but it's just, you know, we've been devastated by all this. But still... That goes to show that's coaching. Coaching has let these boys down. They are not doing it. And then, let's face it, Andre Seldon, I guess, got into the game under a new number. So 34, everybody. If you're an Andre Seldon fan, which I am, and I hope you all are, um, look out for number 34 out there on the defensive side because I think that's, who, that's the number he has now. So I look forward to that. But I'm telling you, our, our cornerbacks still suck. Still suck. Rutgers, Verdal, Verdral, 381 yards passing. And we we don't give Andre Seldon a chance to see what he can do. Jamon Green was lost on I don't know how many pass plays. That one where uh, Daxon Hill went shallow, didn't understand where he needed to be on that deep pass play for a touchdown. Jamon Green got burned on that one. So, uh, I mean... I know at the very least, Andre Seldon can get burned. I mean, I could go out there and get burned. So does that mean I need to start for the Michigan Wolverines? <sighs> so everything's kind of similar. So let's get back to the numbers. I know I'm jumping. Uh, Clifford, 87 out of 152, 1,070, 11 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Not great. 
he can be taken advantage of, but I don't have faith that our defense can do anything. I mean, all these, it doesn't matter what these numbers are. I We can beat this team and we can beat them handily if we had a better defensive scheme. If we had a better defensive coordinator. Because our offense, as long as Cade McNamara is there, I truly, truly believe that Cade is more Brandon Peters than he is John O'Corn. So I truly believe that our offense, I mean, he threw for over 12,000 yards in high school football and 140-something some touchdowns. And as a freshman, he beat out the incumbent senior quarterback. <laughs> what? Like, he's a gamer. I don't care what he looks like in practice. He, when, you get, when you put him into a game, this mother effer wins. That's all he knows how to do. Does that not sound like Tom Brady? Everybody counted this guy out, and then all of a sudden he starts showing up. So let's protect this kid. Let's show faith in this kid. Let's do something. But who cares about these numbers? I mean, look at Ford. 56 rushes for 209 yards. That's the whole season. That's the whole season. We're not much better. But, I mean, still. I mean, they have two wide receivers. Dotson, which one we should be watching out for, because Dotson has 31 receptions for 527 yards receiving for an average of 17 yards per catch. That's right up your your alley, uh, Jamon Green and Vincent Gray. I mean, he could get 30 yards per catch when you're guarding him because you guys don't get coached well. So I don't know. I don't know what to say. I We should blow out. We should blow out Penn State. We should blow them right out of the water. But I don't know what our defense has. I mean, we allowed Rutgers to score 35 points. Now, in the five, six years that, well, five years previous, in the Harbaugh era, Rutgers has only scored 30, 36 points. So... I don't know what we're doing. As long as Don Brown's there, we're, our defense sucks. So it doesn't matter. We better hope we can score 70 every game. So this way we have a chance to win. I mean, I think uh, Josh Ross is going to get better because I, I should have taken this into consideration before I panned him. But Josh Ross was out all last year because of an injury. It takes a while for a kid to get back into playing shape, playing speed, the whole thought process of the game when you've been out with an injury. I mean, hell, look at look at Gronkowski. It took him over what eight games, seven, eight, nine games before he started looking like a talent again in the NFL. So, yeah, I, it's, look at Chris, Chris Evans. Same thing, out for a whole year. Let's see what he can do. But I know this seems like it's kind of probably been all over the place. But as long as Don Brown's our defensive coordinator. Every game we could lose, and we could lose ugly, because if poor Cade McNamara in this offense doesn't overperform, we are F-U-C-K. We are E-D. <laughs> we are F'd. 100% effed. I have zero faith that Don Brown can to do anything. I've lost 100% faith in this guy. And I know. He had great defenses for a while, but it's just as if Here's the thing. Once offensive coordinators figured out what he was doing, it was like you told a child that Santa no longer existed and it was dad putting those presents under the under the tree. Once it's discovered, once the illusion's gone, once you figure out what was going on, you can no longer unsee it. 
You know what's happening, and it's obvious. It changes your thinking forever. And everyone has just like numerous, numerous amounts of tape where you can go back and look, oh, well, they do this, this, and this, and then bang, we got them. And then also, they used to have pressure here and here. All those guys are hurt. So now we can really attack the edge because none of their linebackers get what speed, what like speed edge or speed uh, sweeps or in the rounds or of anything like uh, the quarterback could run halfway across the the field and our linebackers on the other side will still chase his punk ass thinking that they can catch him thinking that they're Usain Bolt somehow they think they're going to be able to run 30 yards like laterally to get to a guy and then he's going to throw over their head and they, the dude's going to tap dance his way into the end zone that's all coaching. That's all Don Brown. That's all Mike Zordich. That's all these these awful, uh, awful, awful coordinators who don't know how to do their job now. I don't know how we got away with it for so long. Thank God we had some massive, talented kids. Massively talented kids. Because it is glaringly obvious now that our offense is coached very well once you have a quarterback that actually understands the system and makes these plays happen, right? And Joe, Joe Milton's very close to making it happen. He just doesn't know how to control that arm of his yet. Um, compared to awful coaching on the defensive end where our guys don't look like they know anything. It looks like you just went to the campus of Michigan and been like, hey, you guys want to play football for a night? Come get on the defensive end. We're going to put pads on you and you just run out there. Just do whatever the hell you want to. Because it doesn't matter because we don't know how to coach because we're the defensive coaches for Michigan. I mean, if I'm wrong, prove me wrong. I am so willing to say that I'm wrong. Whenever I see something where I'm like, yeah, that's a good argument, I'm willing to change my mind on that stuff. But prove me wrong. There is no part of what I'm seeing out there defensively that makes me think that I'm wrong in this. Fire Don Brown. Don Brown should have been gone. <laughs> Don Brown should have been gone after the, after the Indiana game. Actually, after the, the Michigan State game. So I don't know what Harbaugh's doing. I, I just, uh, if I'm more, if I'm Ward Emanuel, I'm going to Harbaugh and saying, listen, you want to keep your job? You want to keep this nice $7 million a year job because he gave back a million to help out the school, which is very honorable. You want to do that? Then I'm forcing you to fire Don Brown because if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. And I would do it in front of Don Brown. I'd be like, you two get in this office and I'm going to threaten him. I mean, I'm Italian, so that's what we do. But you'd be surprised. Organized crime thrived very well for a long period of time with threats right to your face. That's my people. I get that. So guess what, Jim Harbaugh? If you don't fire Don Brown, I'm going to break your kneecaps with a bat and then I'm going to shoot Don Brown in the head. If that's Now, obviously, I'm not saying that's what I should do because that's... Cr crazy. I'm just saying the organized crime routine would be that. And guess what's going to happen? You come with that kind of authority? Uh, Jim Harbaugh is going to fire Don Brown before he blinks. Before he takes his, ne his next breath, uh, Don Brown will be gone. Maybe us Italians figure out some stuff. We know how to twist some arms. 
Um, I have I have a bunch of stuff, but it, who cares? Who cares what these these numbers are when you have such a shitty defensive coordinator? It doesn't matter. The keys of the game is this. Don't give up a shit ton of passing yards. Uh, stop the quarterback from running up the middle. Actually do something defensively. And if you keep Cade McNamara in the game, we can win offensively. Defensively, who knows? All these things I just said. Do something. Those are the keys to victory. You want to know the keys to victory? Do something on defense. Look like you've been coached. Do your position. Don't give up huge fucking plays. Don't do it. And then offensively, let Cade McNamara run the offense, and we'll be just fine. And we'll win this game. And actually, I think we'll win by at least two touchdowns. If Cade McNamara plays, we can win by two touchdowns easy. That's it. That's the key. Get rid of Don Brown, defensive keys of the game. Get rid of Don Brown and let Cade McNamara start, and we'll win this stupid game. We will. We'll win this game, and we may even beat Maryland, which <laughs> if Don Brown's in there, when we play Maryland, we have a very good chance of losing. Very good chance of losing because you know what they do well? They have a good quarterback that can run and he can throw. And those are the two big things that Michigan's not good at. And they actually have a good running back. Oh, no, we're in deep crap now because those are all the things that Don Brown's really bad at. And go figure, those are really big things that a defensive coordinator shouldn't be bad at. I don't know what else to tell you. Anyways, for the most part, it was great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great. If you saw that Cade McNamara little little clip in the in the locker room, he trips over some words, but he's a fiery dude. I love how the kids react to him. I love to hear it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine chant. I love all that stuff. And I, I just want him to play. I want him to start. I want him to do great. I Just like I want all of our Michigan players to do great. We can't do it with Don Brown, though. So he needs to get the F out of Dodge. Um, so it is usually great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Guys, go to all the, all the media, right? The Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook fan page, YouTube, all of it. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Go to the Michigan fan page and leave a review. Hit me up on the DM and I will send you I will send you one of these beautiful, beautiful stickers. Look at them. Boom. That's beauty. I made that myself. That's probably why I like it so much. Do it. I'll send it to you. I love to do it. Please. And then this way, tell all your friends and family. Because I want to be the best Michigan podcast there is. And I think I give you plenty of entertainment. I, I'll guarantee you this. I'm way funnier than any other Michigan podcast you look at or you listen to. None of them. None of them can be as funny as me. I guarantee you. Because <laughs> I watch them and I listen. And none of them are as funny as me. I hate to toot my own horn. I don't like to pat myself on the back. But it's true. It's, it's just true. It's facts. Um, so. <sighs> All right, guys. Forever and for always, go blue.